0: Hey y'all, this is Alex Tan. And this is Abraham Campillo. And you're listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. Breath of fresh air, we need it most. Hey guys, it's uh it's Alex this week here on Mouthwash. Uh I guess we're gonna do things a little bit differently this week in a way where Abe is not here with me right now, but Um, I'll be doing this one by myself and to be completely transparent, uh, Abe and I had already recorded this guest previously. And when we went back and went through the audio, we realized that we kind of messed everything up. And so this is kind of our second time going through this conversation. So hopefully it feels just as natural as the first time. Um, and maybe even a little bit better. But, um, if I struggle a little bit to kind of keep conversation going because I'm by myself then you guys can just blame Abe, you can tweet at him or whatever. Um, But today we're going to be interviewing, or I'm going to be interviewing, um, a really good friend of mine. Uh, Her name is Ani Akopian. She's a freelance filmmaker, content creator, photographer, person um, based out of New York City. Uh, And when I met Ani a while ago, I was just like absolutely shocked at how creative she is and and how she makes um, almost nothing turn into something. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce her on. um, Today we're going to talk about something really neat, I think a lot of people will uh, enjoy and relate to it. Uh, so Ani, how are you?
1: Hi Alex, thanks for that intro. Hey. I am doing swell, doing very well. What's up?
0: Um, You know, I guess we're just going to have to give this another shot. So, uh, what? Because the first time didn't go... I guess we're going to have to give this another shot because the first time didn't go so well. I'm talking about the first oh. recording that we did a few weeks ago.
1: Oh, I know, I know. I'm. It's like having deja vu, but... I think this time it's – maybe it'll be better this time. You know what I mean?
0: Maybe. I think it's going to be better. We're just going to hope it's going to be better. But
1: Yeah. We had a practice round. Uh,
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I think uh, when we – so when we decided that we were going to bring you on here, I think one of the biggest things we wanted to talk about is uh, how adamant you are about talking about this idea of – kind of like the advertising industry and if you guys follow Ani on Twitter you can kind of like see her thoughts behind how she sees the advertising industry in a way and I think it's I think I think it's incredibly honest and like very important for you to follow it and sometimes it's just like taking jabs left and right it's brutal sometimes but I love it
1: yeah it's Um, kind of brutal but but I try to I try to make it constructive not just brutal because I I do work in it you know
0: totally Totally. I, I feel like I always learn something every single time you tweet about this or that, or here's some insight on things that you might not have thought of before. Um so I appreciate that. And we'll get into it a lot more later. Thank you. So, <laughs> um, well, I mean, let's go ahead and uh kick it back. Uh, mm-hmm. talk about how you kind of like jumped into all of this. You said you uh you went to school kind of and studied film studies, correct?
1: Yeah, for sure. Should I give you the lowdown?
0: Give me the lowdown.
1: Okay. So, I mean, ever since I was a little child, a uh, little two-year-old, I was always asking my dad to hold his camera, you know, can I use the camera, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I kind of grew up just making little home movies um, with my sister and my family members, like kind of had them act for me. Um, and then I went, to, I, I went to film school at Wesleyan University, which is liberal arts, but I studied you know, storytelling and that sort of thing and um, had internships over the summers in in media and tech and film, kind of like tried to just explore the industry um, at the same time that I was like making stuff on my own. And I kind of like what I found was challenging about that was that all these cool companies that I was working at and like all these great people I was meeting, I was confused because they weren't like the people there weren't necessarily doing what I was doing. Um, And so I was like, wait, but like, I thought this is what I should be doing. You know what I mean? Um, And so I guess I sort of found this community of creators online um, sort of through Instagram, but um, through a friend, Jeremy Cohen, who was like on Instagram, like when it started and he was like, oh yeah, like there's these people that just like take pictures on Instagram and it's like a cool artistic community. And just through that, I kind of, my mind was opened up to just, the internet as a place for I guess creators um, and I started to make snapchats um, <laughs> like I basically like fell in love with snapchat um, a few years ago and kind of just explored with like my phone and making uh, different videos and like using the, f- the features in creative ways that other people weren't using um, and started to just kind of dedicate like all of my free time to telling stories on it which was really awesome and kind of led to a few cool opportunities. Um, I was nominated for a Shorty Award uh, this year, a Snapchatter of the Year. But um, I think through that whole process, I learned other things and uh, I'm now kind of focusing more on just traditional or not traditional, but like more Instagram video and, you know, like working towards becoming a filmmaker that uses whatever platform is right.
0: Yeah, totally. I think. I think, um, yeah, I think, like, when I first – so we talk about this all the time. So Ani, I think, was one of the first people that I met uh, purely through Twitter because I had been meeting people on Instagram for a while. But I think mm-hmm. one of your, like, crazy Snapchat stories had showed up on my feed, and I was like, what in the world? Like, how is this possible? Mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, it was like one of those ones that you did with, like, the emojis that were, like, pinned and, like, you had music yeah, playing yeah. behind it and it looked it's like they were dancing like- around and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah and i was just like how is this even possible like this doesn't even like this isn't even a real thing um for for like anything i've ever experienced before in my entire life and so i think that was like my attraction to you um, for sure, off the get-go.
1: And I was, like, super stoked that you responded to that because I was a super big fan of your photography. Like, even before that, I kind of, like, followed your work a little bit. So it was just, like, interesting to see that someone in a totally different space, like, appreciated that. And I was like, yes, like, let's go, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And then the friendship all birthed from there. And then I came I and visiting you in New York a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, yeah. So let's talk about... Uh, this, like, approach to... Okay, so I was kind of, like, in the same boat um, on the on the photo side that you were on video, where I when I started taking photos, I was freelancing, I guess, um, while I was mm-hmm. in college, just shooting 100% iPhone. Like, I didn't have yeah. a camera. I didn't know how cameras worked. Um, all I knew is that if I took a photo with my iPhone against a flat surface and I exposed the focus on <laughs> the brightest part of the image, then I could edit it in a way that I wanted it to be, right?
1: Totally. Yeah. Um,
0: that's like, yeah, like, like that's like all I knew about photography is like how to work an iPhone. Um, so I guess like my question for you, like one of my questions for you is like, how do you think that like the limitations that you might have had with just a phone kind of changed the way that you approach creative even now, um, this idea of like making the most of what you have? Yeah. Do you that's feel a, as if like, that, that's, like that, being so involved with Snapchat shaped it?
1: That's a great, awesome question that we didn't talk about last time. So I'm stoked. Um, but I think... Yeah. Like a hundred percent, I think like in the, I didn't even notice that that was happening. You know, um, I didn't look at it like it was, um, something that was confined because at that time I was like in school and I had classes and, uh, like had short film projects, but like, they weren't exciting to me as much as this was. And this felt like, this is like my freedom, you know, this is how I can get a lot of people to see like what I'm doing. Uh, what I'm thinking of on the spot and like, that's awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it doesn't require, it doesn't require pre-production and casting and money and all of this stuff. Um, And it just like, it's like kind of felt really close to me because I'm like a little silly and uh, I guess I like to like look at things in different ways. So yeah, totally. I think it, it's, it also gave me like a good uh, starting place, I guess, like, to think conceptually, just, uh, you know, I would basically like look at a feature, like a new feature that was released or, um, let's say like, I found a cool song and I would write down like the top, uh, surprising things that I could do with this, right. That, that I hadn't seen done before. And, and that how, like, and then, so I do that and then I'd be like, how can I bring this into a situation in my everyday life that, you know, is going to, that I'll be able to make today. Um, And so I would like kind of just plan that out and the results were like really fun. And I definitely just learned how to essentially make my days more creative. Um, And I think now I definitely miss that. Like I miss challenging myself to do that every so often because I'm doing a little bit more like produced shoots and stuff. But um, I think in general, like just for thinking creatively in terms of advertising and pretty much anything, it was super helpful. And I know that like, we talked about... You even... You sat down with me and showed me how to use Snapseed, like, editing photos on your phone. And, like, that taught me how to use Lightroom better. <laughs> mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah. I feel like it all kind of, like, yeah. crosses over. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel as if, like... I don't know. I think, like, when I... I don't know, like, when I started taking photos and stuff, I think the idea or the approach became much less scary to me when I, like, wasn't working with gear that I didn't know how to use, so it was just like, I know. oh, well, I have this phone, like, I'm just going to make the most of it, you know?
1: So for you, what was the transition from phone to, you know, legit camera setup, and was it because of, like, work guess, like, you it? Wanted... Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, I just started meeting all these people who were like, look at, like, how much more you can do, like... Look at what, like, editing a raw photo looks like compared to editing just, like, a JPEG photo that you take on your phone. Um, And I guess I started to understand, like, the capabilities more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I definitely think that there was, like, so much value in, like, starting little and just stretching what was available to me, like, as far as I could take it. Like, I think that's what you did and exemplified really well with Snapchat is, like – um you could have just jumped in and been like a full like time like i'm gonna make movies i'm gonna do this which a lot of people do and they do great but you're like this is what i have right now i'm just gonna like stretch it as far as i possibly can and i think that's where a lot of creative people kind of they try to skip that they just want to jump into the big stuff yeah. but they're not taking the small steps True. You know? i
1: guess so i definitely yeah. yeah i'm definitely feel overwhelmed now just because there's so like i have so much technology now and like I, I haven't even begun to master like all of the things I can do with my camera, or all the things I can do with a drone, you know, and like that gives me anxiety right. because it's like I could be creating all of this and I'm not, and I don't know, but it's it's <laughs> like that's, I'm like, that's like I literally look at like I'm like up. on Instagram, I'm looking, I'm like oh, like that's amazing, that's amazing. I want to learn how to do that. I want to learn how to do that, and it's just so much more you can do, um, <laughs> but. I, I guess at the end of the day, it's all about, like, the idea and, like, the style. So that's most important, I think.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think I think aside from the gear, I think gear does, like, make a really big difference. But I think aside from it, it's all about, with, like, what's going on in your head. Um,
1: that's but, true.
0: Uh, so, okay, I kind of want to move on. Okay. Um, Sorry. So, okay, so, you know, it's okay. So a little bit of this journey, um, I think a lot of people are maybe a little bit confused as to, like, how you just became, like, this Snapchat person, but you you worked at Snapchat, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you worked at, like, another – go ahead. And so talk about your experience at Snapchat and kind of, like, what – how that kind of transitioned you into – ended up creating, con- like, Snapchat content for Sweetgreen, which is, like, they're a salad restaurant that has, like, an amazing brand right now, and they're kind of, like, taking over the digital world or, like, s- people think they're, like, somebody totally. to look up to. Um, and, th- and then um, I'll just kind of explain the brief of it. And then, you know, after, like, a year of doing that, Um, you decided that you didn't really want to be trapped in social anymore. So kind of explain, like, how you went through a point of, like, being really excited about it, like, even working for Snapchat to, like, being, like, I don't even really want to do social stuff anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay, so – like I said, in college, I had a bunch of internships, like every summer. And one of those places, the was the summer before my senior year. I worked at Snapchat, and um, I was lucky enough to have been one of the first interns on the content team, which was super a super sick experience. It was like when um, it was basically when stories were really hot, when like live stories were kind of just a new thing, um, summer of twenty fifteen, I believe, and. Um, yeah, so I'd curate kind of all this content that was coming in from random, random users and like make it a story out of it. So I did like the World Cup story and some other stories. And um, while that was an awesome time, I found that um, I just actually loved making my own stories more. Like I would like run away and like go to the bathroom and do like a little story, and then like my coworkers <laughs> would be like, "Oh my god, that was so funny!" Like, <laughs> um, and I was like, "Yeah." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that just kind of kept happening. I just kept doing it because like it was fun. It was like the best thing, you know. Like there's nothing like the high that you feel after you make something right. that you really like. And like, yeah, I know it sounds really lame me saying this about a, a freaking Snapchat story, but that was like my that was like what I loved you know um and yeah Hello. so I guess that just kept that continued throughout my senior year um and then when I graduated I was interviewing for a bunch of jobs uh basically doing like social video creation because I didn't really like know how to I mean every you just like you graduate and you got a job so like I was that's what I was gonna do and so <laughs> I started working at Sweet Green. um and also, it was a sweet opportunity at Sweet Green. So, um, I basically like joined a pretty young, mm-hmm. like, team and, um, had a lot of creative control and was like doing their Snapchats and, um, beyond that, just like their general, like, social kind of content and marketing, um, just the general stuff that goes with that. But, um, yeah, so I did that. It was mostly like a lot of, uh, learning how to work with a brand that like has something that you like how to communicate a message that you have to say, right. As opposed to like, okay, just go do whatever. Um, And then, I don't know. I kind of, like you said, got a little bit um, tired with social mostly because it was, I felt that like I wasn't doing it for like, it wasn't giving me the feelings that I had when I was making before like it wasn't, it basically stopped being fun for me. Mm. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how else to say it. Um, just in general, like snapping. Right. Um, and then, yeah, totally. what else? Like, I started freelancing, uh, doing like general video videos for people and so, some social stuff for sure still. But mm. yeah, what else? <laughs> I forget like what you asked exactly. Cool. I'm just like here. <laughs>
0: well, no, 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 no. no, I mean, I get- no, I kind of just wanted, to, like, I, I guess I just wanted people to, like, kind of see where you've been and kind of yeah, what yeah, you yeah. are doing now, apparently. So, like, you kind of, like, so you, you transitioned mm-hmm. out as a speaker and now you've been, like, freelancing and, but still kind of working within the same industry of, like, advertising and, and creating content for brands, um, which I guess kind of brings us to the next conversation, which is, like, kind of the big, uh, the big idea of what we're talking about today is, like, this idea of content, yep. right? And kind of what that means. Um, and it's interesting and it, like I said guys like you have to go follow Annie and just like listen to her talk about all these like crazy ideas I remember this one tweet that you had that really stuck out to me that said like um all these like all these agencies uh will say like quote it's just for social but don't realize that that's where like all the money is going towards right now and so they don't give you the budget that you need to make like the stuff like to make it True. at the quality or the level that you need but like yeah. that's where all that's where everything is going and everybody's eyes is on digital and social but they're all like oh it's just for social it's just going to like show up for 2 seconds and then it's going to be gone um, so there's yeah, just like and I think, ideas I and think there's like a that. lot
1: of like I think that um, people will say that they value social but like won't back it up with like the assets that it needs that it needs to like actually be a creative thing and not just like a content machine that produces like things that will just you know be okay um like if you want to like survive in the space and like be a thought leader it takes a lot more than just that but i don't know it's kind of like a race against like who are you even racing against (laughs) like
0: yeah no i totally agree i actually had a so i had a friend of mine who was telling me about like like this is kind of like the way he perceives agencies and like kind of like the model that's going on right now is that we have like all these teams across however like all over the world, right? That are like creating all this stuff for brands. So they're like digital outlets and things like that. And what's happening is that um, a lot of people are demanding like this. He's he's like, it's like, essentially it's like you have this team of like gourmet chefs, like, right? Like in this kitchen and they're really good and they're talented and they, and they desire to make like this gourmet meal, like something that is like hearty, something that's like rememberable, um, something that is like going to last a long time that you think of. But you like go to serve your customers and they want like fast food or like sugary food that just like shows up and it's satisfying for a second, but it's just like, it just burns up and you know, gets tossed out the window. And, and when I when he said that, like, I'm, I'm never going to forget that. Like, it, it just feels like this, like world yeah, it's like, of like, it's like
1: a chia seed connoisseur working at McDonald's kind of like. <laughs> totally. Yeah, exactly. Especially,
0: well, especially now that like like content teams are being built, like that's an actual thing. Like, no, you and I if, both have the title content. Yeah, content.
1: like, I literally, you know yeah, what I mean? and like, that's, that's my job. My but idea. I think, um, I don't know, like, is that just how the ad agency has been? It, it just, instead of content, it was, like, TV before or whatever, you know, like, wasn't it kind of always, like, the writers, the really aspiring and talented writers would be copywriters and whatever? Maybe people love being copywriters, I'm not sure, but, um, right, <laughs> like, that's just well, pre-content I, I mean, that's...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just like the medium. It's just the medium has changed. i well, I think it's interesting that like the these creative job titles have been like they or they're they're massive these creative job titles, but really that you kind of get put in there and it's just like formulaic. It's like you're gonna write uh oh, you you on a YouTube did this the other day you said like, uh, you were making fun of uh, the way like <laughs> blog titles and articles are written yeah, because yeah. they're all just like clickbait, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and it's like somebody is getting paid and and their job title is like a creative writer or whatever. And somebody's getting paid to, to write articles in a formulaic way. Yeah. It's like, this is what works. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, man. I just feel it's like, I mean, that one, how do you advertise? How did it Go ahead. That
1: one wasn't one of my most woke tweets, going to be honest. But <laughs> there's there's better ones because uh, <laughs> like a lot of people have made that argument before <laughs> me. You know, like okay, we get it, clickbait titles are a thing, whatever. Sure. But um, what cool. was I going to say? I was going to say something. Oh yeah. So I think you're so right. You know, like super a lot of super talented people working under the content team structure, which can be good depending on like. I don't know however good the, your management is or whatever, but I think, um, what am I going to, what was I saying? Um, I think this, yeah, like it's important to have chances to like do what you want, like love to do. And I think that's like why people, so many people right now are freelancing, but imagine how strong it would be if like Mm -hmm. those freelancers made a way to kind of work together, but then it just becomes an agency and then it just becomes the same thing. So I'm not sure. <laughs> like, do you, what do you think yeah. about that? I mean, cause that's guess, kind yeah, of what like you're, my... that's kind of like the idea behind Mouthwash, like just a bunch of friends who are like really talented and really into the same things, just doing what they love. Um, but if Mouthwash were to become yeah. an agency, like, do you think it would just fall into the agency trap? Like, what do you think? <laughs> um,
0: well, yeah, I guess, I guess we're going to spill some beans here is like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know, Evan and Mac- I have like talked about what does it look like to to turn I don't know to like what if we were like doing totally. it together or whatever, um but I guess the reason why we started mouthwash is because we all work in advertising mm-hmm. right now and we don't have one hundred percent free will to roam and do what we want. So that's the reason why we started mouthwash is because like we're gonna make exactly what we want and nobody's gonna tell us how to make it. Um, and obviously we're doing that under the structure of like we're not working for other brands right now, we're not doing anything else other than just working with our friends. Um and so yeah, like I guess like this is like a huge creative experiment to see in how does that like how can that exist? Like where's the where's the balance between like being able to generate um money? Yeah. So there's like commerce and, and and then there's art and like where does that exist? Because I feel like too often, like, the brand or the commerce side gets involved and then the, and then it doesn't become creative anymore or it's so creative and so risky that it's not consumable. And so it's like, man, like, how, how do we get to this point or this crosshair of, like, being able to make things that are good and recognizable and memorable but also, like, it being able to generate attention and people actually care about it and are willing to, like, spend the money to, like, pay
1: attention yeah, to it, I guess. I, don't I think
0: not <laughs> I, I, I don't know if there's an answer like,
1: to that the answer to that is like it's not always going to be like that because I don't think you can just produce amazing things all the time and when you want to I think it happens like it's more of like art right like it hits you when it does and when it does that's awesome and like you use that good project to get the next one that hopefully is equally as good um but yeah it's hard to like stream that stream that into like a job uh and an output that's like consistent for sure but I don't know. Like, let me know if you find out. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Like LMK, LMK over up. here with Twitter. <laughs> open. Um,
1: um, just kidding. I, me- I meant I message. <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> what else? What else? Oh, I got that
0: too. Um. Yeah. Like. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll just keep chatting. Yeah. Um, keep the people entertained. Um. Yeah. So I guess like. I guess. I guess the question that I have, I guess one of the biggest questions that I have for you is like, how do you think, like, do you think that content like can be creative or is it, is content like completely formulaic and built to perform as opposed to art, which is like something that is completely independent and you kind of have to get lucky in order for people to really start like paying attention to you.
1: So like content versus art, um, sort of, Mm -hmm. um, Interesting question. I think like yeah. that's something that I also wonder. Like my my strategy has always been to like post less but post better, um, as opposed to like more but okay. Yeah. Which I don't know at the end of the day is the best thing f- to like for like from a business perspective but I know like from a personal brand perspective or like just whatever I like something that like feels good to me that's what's real and like I value that and I know that that will take will like pay off more in the end you know and so like I feel like that's hard to apply to a brand that is just trying to grow or like trying to get mentions or whatever but like there's some like I think Everlane and Sweetgreen are two brands that like are pretty like transparent and like don't do the whole content like clickbait thing and like that i think that's helped them so i don't know like it really is a matter of like the people mm-hmm. behind it um and it's just hard to get that many really great talented people for like every single brand in the world <laughs> to like avoid having just content totally. you know no, I t- yeah but like
0: yeah i don't no, know i like, totally agree to yeah.
1: I feel like even like YouTubers now, they have to post or else they don't, they like lose money or something like that. Um, Which is crazy. Yeah.
0: Okay, wait, this, this brings up another conversation. What you said was really (laughs) good. Um, I was actually having lunch today with uh, a friend uh, who was, Mm -hmm. who's like a music artist or whatever. And she was, she was uh, just talking about, um, well, it was, it was, they're, they're married and he, he does like guitar and she sings um and they were just talking about how like they haven't been on tour in like two months and they haven't posted any songs in like yeah. a couple months and um it's like this scary and dangerous idea that like you feel irrelevant totally. when you're not always sharing something
1: yeah that's actually that is like
0: so that's like a scare i was
1: gonna um thing. i actually had a thought so that yeah like i feel like we all feel that right like the anxiety um i was with, with Cody the other day Cody Gilfoyle a great photographer you should look him up everyone that doesn't know him but he was talking about he was like wow what a privilege to not have to worry about creating content <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's amazing but,
1: but um okay like oh, here's man. an example from my life that i'm thinking over right now 2 days ago i had a video shoot for a uh, like a food brand and it was really awesome we basically like sprayed someone with sauces like it was a crazy shoot I have like some bts video but I just didn't have time I shouldn't have time to amazing. post it on my story because like I that wasn't what I was thinking about and like now it's two days later and I'm like oh yeah. man like do you think that if I had posted that that people would have like I don't know, like, it would have led to some other opportunity or, like, people would have, like, remembered me. And that's just, like, such a weird way of... Like, I hate that that's even happening, so I just avoid posting it in general. But then I, like, it just repeats itself. So, like, Mm -hmm. what do you think about that whole situation? Like, do you need to be Instagramming, like, your shoots and your meetings and all of that stuff? Or, like, what's the deal? (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I feel as if personally, like... I'm not like a big like story person in general, yeah. like Instagram story or like Snapchat stories or anything like that because like I never want to feel like this – I never want to feel as if I'm like gripped by this idea of like everybody always having to know what I'm doing at mm-hmm. all times. Like I kind of have tried to like this frame of mind where like, I, would, I just want to up to the table that's with so- something that's yeah. done. Like I've been trying really hard – you know, I've been trying really hard in 2017 to not just like talk but to actually do um so that's been like one of my like year-long goals but
1: but yeah for example
0: but i think where i struggle with i'm gonna i'm gonna
1: interrupt you but like for example this that was like okay bts of a shoot right i wouldn't consider that talking like talking would be like a meeting or like something like maybe gonna happen like cool thank you uh or like sure, sure. sharing like a personal thing yeah. about your life like oh at brunch or whatever but like that's more of a business like i don't know whatever so do you okay just keep going i'm just kind of trying to point point that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: no i think i think you're right think, um okay no so like this is where this is where I'm struggling. i struggle that. i feel as if that like I'll, I'll like get on Instagram or whatever and like I've been like busy like living life and like trying to like you know so busy make things in life. Life happen and I'm like oh like I haven't posted a photo and like yeah just so yeah, busy yeah. You know, staying busy Um, but it's been like three weeks since I post like a picture on Instagram and I'm like oh like am I it's weird to think that like we actually think that people like forget about us or think like the quality in our work decreases if we're not mm-hmm. consistently sharing and what I think that does I think a result of that is like we think that this like life or this creative life is like a race and that we always have to be keeping up and staying relevant. I think the quality of our work actually decreases when we're not thinking about what I actually want to make. We're not actually going through the creative process of like, what story am I trying to tell? We're only concerned about sharing, you know what I mean? So like it, I think the creative, it completely suffers. But
1: Um, I think uh, what contributes to that is people uh, like, when you when you run into people that you haven't seen they'll be like oh like how was you know how was an article it looked awesome or like that new video looked really cool and i think people Mm -hmm. love that positive reinforcement or like they love like having people like be on that wave and then it makes you feel bad in the future like uh, that you won't get that again
0: Wow. Yeah. Not not that That this is is like a revolution. That's
1: not like a revolutionary thing. It's like, yeah, people like attention. But I think for artists, it's like a different thing. Because it's like, oh, like, I don't know, like, they'll think I'm doing good in freelance life if I do, you know, like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) right. I always have to be tweeting about how like, well, freelance is going or like this project I'm working on, or I'm traveling to this country, just so people know that I'm staying busy. And it's almost like,
1: yeah, because you like, some of your because honestly but also like a lot of my projects right now d- come through DMs. Like a lot of sure. job opportunities get to come through like Instagram DMs and like I notice that when I'm posting more or sharing more a totally. lot of more that will happen. So that's like a conundrum. <laughs> the conundrum yeah. of 2017, oh, yeah. everyone.
0: <laughs> this is like the story of 2017. Please t- um,
1: tweet 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 at me. What should I do about that? <laughs>
0: you should run a twitter poll when we air this tomorrow um but yeah okay okay.
1: i I did wait one more interruption i did run an instagram poll and i was like okay if i don't post an instagram story when i'm at doing something cool am i less cool or like am i still relevant (laughs) and someone and like most of the people literally said no
0: oh my god like i'm not even kidding or no
1: no no, the question was do you think i'm like more legit when i share things about my life and they're like yes and I was like, damn. Right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> damn, like I better be sharing everything. Um, I was like, damn, well, okay, I'm at yeah, the grocery so, okay, store. So-
1: okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. So there okay, so there's this thought that I just had during this. Um, yeah, love that as you all can tell listening. We really, we really think about this before, ahead of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, things are just coming to me naturally as we're mm-hmm. talking, which I think is good. And I think we like to stay transparent about that. Yeah. Okay. But you were talking about how you've been getting, like, a lot more business or, like, work through DMs when you notice that you're, like, posting more, that you're staying active and stuff like that. And I think there is weight to that. Like, I remember – when I started getting a lot of opportunities like two and a half years ago, I was literally posting on Instagram like once, like sometimes twice a day. Like I was tweeting all the time. I was like writing articles, you know, I was just like just putting myself out there and like sticking my neck out there. Yep. And that was when like a lot of like my big breaks were happening. Um, But I think as I've grown, like as a creative person or like as an artist, like I, I really struggle to keep doing that because like the bar, the expectation that I have for myself keeps getting higher and higher. And, in turn, there's not – I can't just, like, keep pumping stuff out every day anymore. Like, I, I've gotten to the point where, like, I shoot only – the only things I share on my Instagram are things that I've shot on my camera. And, like, I don't have time to shoot um, yeah, every single day with my camera with a model and like, all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, like, how do we – yeah, it's, like nah, like, I hope, like, that doesn't, you know, limit my – my potential in a way where like I have you just become stuck know, to I, I think like a your thing. Thing. Think, like, like you
1: become stuck to like what you're known for what you think you should be known for and you just do that oh I my. think yeah oh. that was that's like something that I loved about snapchat was that like a it would disappear and b like it it was yes. you could be way more silly and like not really c- contained to one style because like there was no style really other than like doing cool things for me yeah. at least um And like, I don't know, obviously Instagram feeds are like pretty, really curated these days, which is like why I guess people like stories, but I think like it is limiting in that a lot of my best, a lot of work that like people respond to is like stuff that I have on my phone or something that like, I don't show, you know, I don't post and they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, that's actually cool. Like, why didn't you do that? I'm like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think,
0: yeah, I think we, I think we,
1: like Paul, you know, Paul Octavius, going to just mention like i just i really like his feed because like he just posts like his life next to these like really great images that he takes like it's not like a serious thing for him i think um and he just encourages creativity all the time which i think is really inspiring but this all goes beyond instagram yeah i think it's it's... i guess we're just talking about instagram right now
0: totally yeah i think one of the things that and i talked about at the beginning of this podcast was like we don't want this. We don't want this to be like a yeah. podcast. I think it's like something incredibly relevant and easy to talk about, and people will understand yeah. what we're talking about right now. But like, we uh, understand that like this, these kind of lessons apply to everything about life. Um, so, oh, it sounds like somebody's
1: sorry. There's a f- big fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Brooklyn.
0: Your, your <laughs> it's okay. Welcome to Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. The listeners, uh, can enjoy that um okay so okay so that mm-hmm. kind of transitions into this other question i have for you is that like um you and i both uh have like semi-large followings on instagram but we're not like we don't have like mm-hmm. big big followings on instagram or whatever mm-hmm. um but i've i a lot of my friends and i Keep talk a, what's up uh what's the term <laughs> for that yeah. Micro influencer. I knew it. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> I love how hard it is to stay serious with you. This is, well, like, this is so my favorite funny. thing like, about you. Literally, I was at a party right the other
1: night with just like I don't know who they were, but they looked like celebrities, but yeah. they weren't. And it turns out everyone there was just a micro influencer. <laughs> okay keep going
0: oh man that's such a bummer it's such a no not like a real celebrity okay um (laughs) (laughs) okay oh my gosh people are gonna hate us it's fine okay here we go um so here's a question i have for you is that like we i think we get um this is a conversation that Ava and I have a lot Mm -hmm. and Evan and Mackenzie as well is that I we we build these followings we start posting the same kind of look and feel over like over and over again like Ani you post a lot of like short um videos uh a lot of like drone photography that is like actually creative uh not just like a road in the middle of the highway or whatever like I feel like your um your photography is really creative in that way and like um You know, Evan just does like amazing conceptual colorful portraits. And, you know, so we all get like kind of like built on these platforms Mm -hmm. of like what people know of us. Um, And I think that is kind of dangerous to us in a way where we like become scared to like try other things. And so what is it like? How do we like how do you think you don't fall into the trap of feelings if we need to constantly remake the things that we've seen marked as successful by numbers like on the Internet? So like I I, like if I post a photo that gets like 1500 likes, how do I like not tie myself to that? That photo and be like, oh, I can't. I'm allowed to make something different that might not be as successful right. by the people who expect that from me. You know,
1: um, yeah, that's a good question. I think that's so, why, like, what,
0: do you, what is your like, advice. That's
1: like, why fine. I think a lot of that's why a lot of people post um, pictures of themselves because they do a lot better, um, but mm-hmm. or like get caught, you know, posting one sort of content. Um, but I think like just listening like just making sure that whatever you're posting is you actually um, are proud of it. And like, you're excited to share it Mm -hmm. regardless of mm, not regardless of, but like, I think the key thing is to like be excited to share it and not just feel like you're um, doing it just because you're repeating a style. So like a way to do that could Mm -hmm. be just like making small iterations, you know, like for me, I've just been, um, noticing like what has kind of worked but staying somewhere in that realm but like changing like majorly something about it um so like changing this Mm. i don't know like i did a few videos with animations and like started to do them on completely separate videos but um i guess that's one way to do it while kind of still keeping um in mind like what would do well um, or just, like, you, I guess you could just not care and just make what you like. <laughs> but, like, yeah. that's, you know, Absolutely. that's hard. I
0: mean, um, yeah, it is. I Abe actually would always talk about how, like, he thinks he thinks it's so important. I wish he was here right now to talk about this. Same. But I'm going to talk for him. Abe always talks about how, like, he – he thinks it's like so incredibly important to always be pushing and trying new things and extending the boundaries of what you think you're capable of. But he, he gets frustrated when he sees people kind of take that too far and then they kind of like forget what made them so good at Mm. at what they did. Um, So some people will just take like a total, like three, like 180 degree and you're just like, what are you even doing? Like it's okay to like enjoy the old stuff before or enjoy the new stuff more. But I think, some people just get so, like, caught up in it and are just like, oh, I'm just going to, like, do whatever I want. And it almost, like, it just loses that touch that yeah. they had to it. Yeah, I think
1: um, that's, a, that's a great point. I think, okay, two comments about that. Um, I think d- defining, okay. like, what it is about your work that makes it special um, and having that, whatever that is like be taking that and making it be able to apply to other things to like other, um, so like whether it's your style, right. right? So maybe, um, like whether it's like a minimalistic style that go, I don't know, like for me, it's like, I, I make sure that everything I post is either, um, or not post, but just like share with people in general is either, um, a like beautiful or, you know, pretty, or be just like new and like mm-hmm. um, something that you've never seen before or like you know at least like more creative than uh, other executions the other commonly executed things like that um, or see like super totally. interestingly and relevant um, So that's like the filter that I pass right. things through that can allows me to like not make the same exact kind of work um, but the other mm. comment that I was going to make was that I think, it's, it's also important to like make space to just play like without expectation of like sharing work at all. Just like spending a night alone and like, I don't know, doing what you were thinking about doing all day that you didn't get to do, like whether that's like writing a poem or whatever. And then sometimes those things lead to like, sometimes those things you feel so passionate about and like so excited about that you get the confidence to share them and that, that becomes like another, uh, creative outlet for you or like another style. That's what's happened with me, at least. I don't know.
0: Totally. Yeah, I think that's huge. Nice. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is to just, like, trust yourself. Like, just trust, like, that you're good at what you do and that if you do something different than what people expect you to do, then it's still going to be, like, good in its own way. You know what I mean? I think that's something that I've had to learn, like, a lot this year is, like, how do I kind of extend the boundaries of what I do Um, and I, and what I learned is that like, I just got to trust myself. Like I have to trust that, like what, what people recognize as good from previous projects is not always going to be the same in future projects, but they'll recognize something else that
1: it is only something I can
0: offer, you know,
1: hundred percent.
0: Um, cool, cool. Uh, I have another question for you. Is that okay no it's not okay <laughs> um, i just i feel like
1: every with every I, question you're gonna end okay. the interview so i'm like waiting but i i love that it's continuing so what's, <laughs> what's the next question
0: okay, okay. <laughs> well you made it sound as if you wanted to be. Awkward, no so.
1: oh my god no um no
0: okay <laughs> okay this is something that we talked about last time incredibly, uh, relevant to kind of the space you exist in is I think there's a lot of, uh, so I guess, I guess the way I'm just going to position this question is like, how important do you think it is for something to be, uh, visually beautiful as opposed to having like a strong story? Um, I think any creative endeavor, like any kind of creative project, the the ultimate goal is, is to tell like a great story. Uh, but Abe always argues this idea behind like, he, he just sees, like, a lot of people who are just, like, trying to, quote-unquote, tell stories, but he thinks that sometimes the most impactful stories are the ones that are the most beautiful. Um, and so for you to work in a space where, like, you're telling stories on Snapchat that aren't always, like, the most beautiful because you're not shooting on, like, a Red or, like, an Ari uh, or anything like that, but you still have been able to make an impact through stories, like, what is your kind of take? But then you've also, like, switched positions on that. So, like, what is kind of your take on, like, the importance or the balance of that?
1: Well, I guess I would, my question is what – uh, what ex- like what mediums or like forms of media are you referring to? Like a film, a photo, a video. I.
0: Yeah, I think mostly. I think mostly video. I think there's like, I think in film or like video, there's just a stronger element of storytelling sometimes than there is in photo. I think in good photographs, there's a really strong element of storytelling. But uh, pro- let's let's take okay. video for example. Um, let's do that.
1: So, repeat the question.
0: So, like, what, is, what do you think is – I guess, what do you think is the balance or what do you think is more important in in a video? I guess uh, very strong, beautiful visuals or, like, this idea of having, like, a really
1: strong okay. story.
0: So, like, this idea, of like, something can be shot on an iPhone but has, like, a great story. But Abe likes to argue, and I agree with him most of the time, is that sometimes films with, like, the most beautiful visuals are telling a better totally. story. Totally, I think
1: – I mean – I think that's um, it's up to the viewer like but f- I'm going to argue that s- storytelling will always win but I'm also all for like unconventional storytelling that's not necessarily like a beginning middle and end but rather maybe just like a small moment or um, like you know like a cute uh-huh. little comic sized piece but I think like I don't know Instagram culture has like hyped this, like, beautiful, um, kind of, like, moving pictures, uh, videos, like, you know, like, a travel video or yeah. stuff like that, that's, I think, like, devoid of story, but also, like, super cool and, like, interesting to watch, and maybe it inspires you to go do that, so I don't know. I think, like, maybe it comes from the person mm-hmm. who's making it, like, intent, and, like, sometimes that can shine through, because um, it's, it's really, like, dependent on the piece, I think um but right i mean you can kind of tell like why why was it made like what was it made like was it like Like, did they really love that experience like whatever but i also think like the term story is like really used way too much um because like i don't think that i don't think photos are necessarily Mm -hmm. stories unless like i it it depends it depends Mm -hmm. but like i don't know sure
0: no, yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't know. Do you, think, do you think it's really possible to tell stories within the constraints that, like, a Snapchat or an Instagram story gives you? Or do you think stories are much bigger than that?
1: Yeah, totally. Like, yes. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think a lot of people use it in that way. Yeah. Which is fine, but, you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Totally. Cool. Um, okay. Ani, uh, what are your long-term career goals? What do you want to do? Ooh,
1: good question. Um, I <laughs> want to be a director um, of commercials and music videos. And I kind of want to like p- pioneer like m- my own kind of personal style and like take this kind of style that I've been using on social um, and just like continue, continue that and just work with um, work with bigger and better people and just be able to make like, just be able to like have an idea and like make it and um support myself through that and kind of mm-hmm. like not be limited by anything um and i love cool. uh i love like music uh musicians and working with artists um so i think like yeah like i'd love to like direct music videos and all that stuff um and yeah not not uh not really trying to work with like long term like movie length things but because i think there's like so much value to be had just like in advertising and um or so much like place to make uh impact in that world yeah
0: totally i totally agree uh is there uh, a music artist uh, specifically that you want to work with
1: uh yes <laughs> i mean i uh, uh, like two examples are and Nicki minaj like i love both of them um and hopefully one day i'll get to work with them uh as a as an equal what did you wait wait
0: okay so for people who don't know uh nikki actually reposted one of the videos that i shot of her at like what was that governor's ball what was that
1: yeah in Brooklyn.
0: Right. Uh. Did you like absolutely freak out? Yeah, like absolutely freak out when she reposted that. Yeah, I was
1: like crying. I was crying. <laughs> I didn't actually. I didn't actually cry. I was. I was actually screaming. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. It was amazing. cool. I. She. I really admire her. But uh. Yeah. Just yeah. hopefully keep making stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I'm a bit um tired. It's been a long, long day.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm also tired as well. Um. Yeah. But yeah. Uh. No, yeah, thanks for coming on again and doing this for us twice. Yeah. Wait. What's up?
1: I'm gonna ask you that question though before we leave. Okay. What do you what are your career goals?
0: I like how I'm getting interviewed now. This is awesome. <laughs> um
1: Well, cause like you've never yeah, people want to know, yeah. Alex. Uh,
0: I mean, I hope so. I mean, I guess. Uh <laughs> um, anyways, I don't know, Ani. I uh as much as I love This is something that i've been learning over the past few months is that as much as i love uh photography and as much as i love uh kind of just like doing what i do now like art direction and content creation and stuff like that what i've realized is that like um for me personally i believe that photography has been more of a vehicle to get me into the space that i'm in now um and so really my only goal uh is is to work with my friends and make things that we're proud of and uh, hope that people will pay us for that. Um, I love to write. I love to, awesome. I love doing this podcast. Like I love doing photography still. I love coming up with ideas for videos. I love, I love just creating ideas and making it come to life. And like when things are yeah. done and they're complete and I can watch it or show a friend it, or like I go somewhere and somebody's like, I saw this thing that you made. Like, I think that's like one of the, one of the best feelings in the world is to, um, create impact in other people's lives through the things that you're seeing in your own head. Um, a seeing in your own head but also be making it come to life uh in any way possible um so i'm kind of leaving those doors open like i think there's like uh i was actually talking to somebody the other day who was talking about like yeah like it's kind of scary when creative people tell you like this is their exact like game plan for the next 10 years because that's kind of like the luxury of being a creative person like you think about other careers like um nursing or teaching or you know whatever uh, and not that there's anything wrong with this but a lot of those people know exactly what they're going to be doing for the next like 5, 10, 15, 20 years but in a creative lifestyle mm-hmm. you can kind of leave those doors open to for anything to happen you know um, so that's kind of where I'm at right yeah, now was like I'm totally kind of letting anything happen but all I really care about is working with my friends making things that make impact on other, other people's lives and whether that be you know photography, video, music, writing you know podcasting anything like that I think that is really what I want to do is just keep definitely. making stuff with people I love. So,
1: definitely. But,
0: well, that felt good to answer. Very Thanks for cool. asking me that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, hopefully,
0: you're going to have to come back out. Yeah. Come back yeah. out to LA and nice, we're going to make nice. something.
1: Okay. It's a plan. <laughs> um, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on though. And, um, happy to, yeah, just super excited to be part of this. Um, really admire what you guys have been doing
0: cool yeah and thanks so much for agreeing to come on i think our our goal and and for the mouthwash podcast is to just um tell stories of people who we think are are just doing things that are extraordinary and not normal um and you definitely fall into that category and i'm just so thankful that you're
1: a friend of mine as well so thank you yeah same here about you um cool
0: Cool. um for those of you guys listening if you guys want to check out of Ani's work. You can find her at Ani Acopian on all social media, and her website is Aniacopian.com. Uh, I highly recommend you follow her on everything. She's incredibly talented. Uh, and we'll go ahead and put that information in, in the description as well. But cool. Thanks, Ani.
1: Thank you. See ya. All
0: right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash Podcast. As always, all of our sound and music is done by Brandon Miranda. You can find more of his work at soundcloud.com slash Brandon underscore Miranda. And for more information, follow us on social media or check us out at mouthwash.co.